everyone and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women series. Today I am by myself. Jessica had to step away today, but you know she still loves each and every one of you and she'll be back on Sunday for our Sunday chat. But today we have a wonderful, wonderful guest tonight. She is a digital communication specialist. She's also the owner of a wonderful communications company, and she is going to give us information about social media and how it all works. Please help me welcome Andrea Lindell. How are you doing, Andrea? I'm so good, Akina. Thank you so much for having me here. It is definitely my honor, and you know social media is definitely one of my favorite topics, and I know that you're going to give our listeners, great nuggets tonight. I'm hoping to, for sure, yeah. So, Andrea, tell us about your company and how you became a digital communication specialist. You bet. My um, my firm was actually started a few years ago. Um, I've been in this industry for, you know, it always makes me feel old when I say this, but about 25 years or more. Um, I actually started as a graphic designer, um, and then I owned a website development firm in the 90s, of which I let go to raise a couple of babies, and Lexaby Communications was born out of all of the knowledge that I've gained throughout the years, which you know started back in the days when at the uh, newspaper, for example, we were using wax rollers to uh, paste on the classifieds all the way into this digital age where, you know, communications is now so very digital and, and so very important. I um, also had the pleasure to do some teaching in between all of that where, you know, it's funny, when you teach, you think that you're you're just teaching, but uh, it was actually a time in my life when I actually when I did a lot of learning, and uh, that was getting more into the digital stuff as well. And again, taking all of my all of my skills, which have included marketing, communications, website development, and all the great things that go through it or go with it. Sorry. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So. Tell us about uh, why you love social media and how it has helped you in your business. Oh, sure. I um, I love social media mostly just because it's all about communicating with people. It's a great platform personally where people can actually reach out and, and get to know or get, reconnect with people they may not have uh, seen in quite some time. From a business perspective, I think it's allowed us a lot more power to really reach out beyond our borders and get to know people we may not otherwise be able to get to know. The different platforms, you know, work differently and quite unique to themselves. So, for example, on Facebook, that's really one of the more personal platforms where you can be a little bit more relaxed. It's okay to take a picture 
of your dog and and post it. Now, for business, it has to be a little bit more relevant than a picture of your dog, but it's basically that social atmosphere that's allowing people to get to know, like, and trust you. And as we all know in business, as soon as somebody starts to know, like, and trust you, the next logical step is then that they are potentially a customer and hopefully a long-term loyal customer. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's say uh, someone is new to social media and they have a startup business. What social media would you recommend to uh, that type of client if you have A brand new startup? When we talk about social media specifically, the first thing that I think it's really important for any startup to understand is their target market. There's you know, there's smaller businesses that may have more of a local market that's quite specific. There's businesses that can go beyond their borders, but, you know, maybe not outside of their their province, let's say. And then there's your businesses, like mine, really, that can go international. I do business throughout North America. Social media, email marketing, all of this stuff allows me to do that. So it's really dependent upon their specific goals. When a business starts up, they, you know, it, it's very overwhelming. You have so many things to think about. And, of course, as a startup, one of the big things you need to con- be concerned with is getting customers through your door so you can start making those, those, uh, those revenues. Um, so when it comes to social media, it's not about a startup going, okay, you know, my doors are open, now I need to get customers. I'm going to open a Facebook page and a Twitter account and a LinkedIn profile and an Instagram account. That just becomes overall overwhelming, sorry. Um, and it then, you know, as a result of being overwhelming, it really ends up becoming something that is not going to work because there's no strategy behind it. So as a startup, I usually recommend that people look at one or two or three platforms that are really going to service their target market. So for example, myself, I deal with other businesses. So I am considered a B2B. So when I want to do business with other businesses, the best platform for me to spend most of my time is LinkedIn because I know LinkedIn is a business-to-business platform. Now, that's not to say I shouldn't be on Facebook. I am on Facebook, but I treat it slightly differently because, as I've already mentioned, Facebook is more of a social platform. So the language might be a little bit different. Some of the posts that I create might be a little bit different and so on. Um, And then there's also, I always like to think that Twitter is just complementive of both those platforms. Um, if a startup was, let's say, a retail or something that's that's offering some sort of tangible product, Pinterest is a huge up-and-comer. And one of the reasons that Pinterest is so great is because it has that image value. It's got so much um, you know, potential for great photographs and stuff like that. Um, and then even having say, said that, a small startup who has a product who may consider being on, let's say, Pinterest, they also have to have the budget or the 
um, ability to create really great quality photographs to support using that platform. So there's, there's many different variables when you need to choose what kind of social platform you're looking at. Does that make sense? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. You know, especially with there being so many different platforms out there, you know, uh, a person can get overwhelmed, as you said. And, you know, we just need to have that type of background. And when you mentioned the target market, that is an excellent point because a lot of small businesses tend to start because they have a niche, but they may not know their target market. So, um, yeah. That's actually a very interesting point. You know, before all of this digital stuff, we were taught, I, I of course, have an education in marketing, and we were always taught that, you know, understanding your market is one of the one of the most important things as far as selling, making sales, and, and being able to market your business. And it's interesting as we, you know, move forward and all of this technology, how that that old, you know, good old marketing plan is still one of the foundations that every business really should have. Only these days it's oftentimes referred to as a digital marketing plan. <laughs> yes, uh, you brought up a good point about the digital marketing plan. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So when a business starts up or, you know, it really doesn't matter where you are in your business. There's a lot of businesses that have been out there that have uh, been running their business for several years. But, of course, social media is still relatively new to a lot of people. So implementing that digital plan is really, again, looking at the different platforms uh, that are out there. And I guess, you know, prior to that, of course, it's identifying your, your target market and making sure that you're speaking to those the, to that specific market. When it comes to digital marketing and creating any sort of plan, I believe in a holistic digital marketing approach. And what that means is businesses often focus in on, let's say, one platform. Let's say, for example, Facebook, and, and they're just going to do everything on Facebook. And what they don't understand and what I think you know really needs to be clearer for so many people is that there is this holistic approach to marketing that allows your different platforms to support one another or leverage one another and actually funnel customers or potential customers to whichever area you want them to. So, for example, um, you know, obviously when you start a business, most people these days, of course, have a website. So your website is treated like your home base. That's where you get to talk all about you, what you do, what you specialize in, what you sell. It's just, it's all about you, that your call to actions are there and everything. So that's oftentimes where you're going to send people. Now, a website can become quite stagnant quite quickly because you know, once you've listed all your products, what more is there to say? Well, that's where a blog is going to come in. Blogging has many different uses, actually. What it does is it allows fresh content to constantly being, you know, get put on your website, which search loves. Google loves that freshness. It's also oftentimes quite relevant to the business, therefore contains several keywords, which, of course, 
are going to be good for search and all of those wonderful things. The other thing that a blog can do is that can kind of be a landing page for your other initiatives. So, for example, if on social media, for let's say Facebook, you want to talk about um, some new widgets that have just come into your business and they're really exciting because they help people do something extra special, you may put a short blurb on your social media because social is really not intended for lengthy articles. But you may put a a small blurb saying, we've gotten these new special widgets and they're going to make your life so great. So you really have to read more about them. And then you would have a link that would send them over to your blog that may have an article about them. Or it could be in that particular um, example that you know you're going to send them right to the widget page. But what I'm trying to say is your blog is an area where you can keep fresh information and allow your other initiatives to go to as sort of a landing page. And that's the same for email marketing. I think people often or businesses often underutilize the importance of email marketing. And what that does is it allows people to actually enter into other people's inboxes, which is, I think, one of the best ways to reach people. Um, and it allows that media or email marketing allows you to, again, tell people about new things or something. Maybe it's an event that's going on. For example, this radio show, I had it, I sent out an email yesterday to anybody who's listening who may have received it. <laughs> and of course, it had a link. Um, going to now in this case it had a link coming to this show because it was specific to this event but in my email marketing I can also link that to an event such as this I could link it to my Facebook page that might ask them to sign up to a workshop because I have a sign up form on my Facebook page Uh, from email marketing I can drive them to my blog so Without getting too complicated, my holistic digital marketing strategy is really based on using all of these digital elements that we now all have at our fingertips and using them consistently and with one another to drive people to become more knowledgeable about you so that you can then reach a different level of relationship with those people. So now once somebody is seeing your email marketing or once somebody is seeing your um, your great Facebook posts coming down their feed or they're seeing that you're writing articles on LinkedIn or even you know whatever you might want to say in that particular feed, it's that whole Um, you know, the more that you see somebody, the more that you get familiar with that person or that business, and the more you're going to, again, know, like, and trust or feel that you know, like, and trust that business. And the more likely it is when it comes time to your purchasing decision, that person is going to be the one that is sticking out in your mind because you've seen all of their activities and their activities are consistent and they're holistic. So for example, too, if you look at all of the marketing that I did around this radio show, it all pretty much looked the same and said the same thing as well. So and that just comes from a design standpoint. 
Wonderful, wonderful. Now, I noticed that you were saying that uh, you should start with your website. And and even with social media, if all the social media goes down, I know uh, it's always said that your website is your real estate that you own. And so do you recommend starting at the website and then branching out through social media? You know, nine times out of ten, yes. Oftentimes, you're, like you just said, and, and we've said it a few times now, your website is your home base. It's where people can go and learn more about you. So, you know, in all honesty, LinkedIn has some credibility as well if you have a profile there. Um, there's definitely credibility, whereas you can have people who have re- recommended you or endorsed you. Um, you know, you can affiliate with other yourself with other people in LinkedIn who maybe you've done projects together. So there is a source of credibility just in even having a, a LinkedIn profile for sure. Um, now, having said that, though, if you don't have a website, it's like not having your storefront. So, yes. I do believe that you should have your website. It should be user-friendly. It should be aesthetically pleasing. Um, you know, often people get caught up in needing bells and whistles, and and that's fine maybe for some industries. But for the most part, it just it's about being professional, about being clean, about getting your message across above the fold. And when I say above the fold, that means... Um, above the bottom of your screen. So when somebody comes to your website, what's the first thing that they're seeing about you? Um, And then, yeah, once you have your website in place too, you can use that to have links to your social media platforms of choice. And then too, when you're on social media, you can send people to your website to learn more. Social media really isn't intended to... um, you know, it's not an advertising medium, and I think that's something that that really needs to be understood. You know, as we live our day-to-day lives as human beings, that sounds so weird when I say that, but as we go, you know, we see television ads, we see pop-ups on the Internet, we see the newspaper. We, You know, we are really truly inundated with advertising on a daily basis. Social media is kind of about a little bit of advertising, but it's really about so much more than that. And that's often where people go wrong. They treat it as an advertising platform, and it's simply not. Nobody wants to be sold anymore. What they want to do is build relationships and get to know you. So good communication in social is often simply relevant to your industry or business, but not necessarily about you or what you're selling. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And you hit on a great topic because about building relationships. Because a lot of people, like you said, think it's just sell, 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 sell. You see that on on the Facebook feed all the time. But as we uh, both know that the ones who are really doing great sales are the ones who build the relationship first and then introduce the product. That's right. And, you know, once people see that you're talking about, um, 
you know, for example, I often do just business tips or I might do an inspirational quote or I try and entertain my community because I don't want them to leave me so that, too, when there comes a time that I'm doing something special, like being on this radio show, I can announce it to them and that's kind of more advertising, but they're okay with it. They will understand or they will, you know, tolerate it because I don't do it that often. And that's the other bonus too, is because I'm not always selling on my social media, when I do want their attention because I'm doing something or or I have a new widget that's come in, they tend to pay attention to that and they're okay with that. So it's even just finding the tolerance level of your target market. And sometimes, you know, there's um, a lot of Facebook pages out there where they sell pretty dresses and they do a lot of sales on their Facebook page. Why do they get to get away with it? Because they have a target market that wants to buy pretty dresses. And Facebook can be a perfect platform for that to happen. But that's only for that specific niche. That's not going to be relevant to everybody. Exactly, exactly. Now, I've heard that, you know, you have to have a mix of business and you have a mixture of chum, Uh, you know, where you uh, speak about yourself or you speak about, uh, you know, relationship building uh, techniques. Uh, What is your uh, ratio on business versus chum? Um, You know, I do tend to follow the 80-20 rule. For the most part, again, it's really, really important to look at the type of business that you're in, the tolerance level of the community you're willing or you're wanting to build, and and what it is exactly that you're selling. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. So I follow the 80-20 rule. What that means is 80% of the time, I'm just trying to entertain the people that, or, or or give something. You know, I feature businesses every Thursday, um, and that's just my way of kind of giving back and saying thank you to my community, and it's also a way for people to keep paying attention to me. But I have I have a, a client who's actually a photographer, and you know, she again, she has a, a very special quality about how she does social media and how we do it for her because she takes fantastic imagery and she does a lot of family portraiture. She does corporate portraits. She does product shots. She does all of this great stuff. And the the, the funnest thing about working with that particular client is we get to use her photographs all the time. So every single post that we create for any of her social media is going to have a picture on it. But we're not always selling her photography I've often taken a picture, uh, for example, that she does babies as well, and she, she's got some of these really, really cute little baby shots. So what I've done for her uh, on several occasions is I've taken one of her pretty baby shots, and I've just put some kind of inspirational saying about, you know, mommyhood or, or you know, how babies are miracles and things like that. And that's one of her posts. It's not salesy. It's heartwarming so again in marketing you you know there's a variety sorry there's a variety of marketing techniques to use one of them is to hit that emotion button 
So that's what that will do is it will click with moms who maybe, you know, have children or whatever. Um, but it's also reminding people and also a visual of how great of a photographer this person is. So you can see how that one post is actually doing so many things. But that's going to be unique to a photographer. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. So the post should be informative to the viewer, yet tailored to the professional. That's right. Or relevant is the word that I like to use. I can, um, you know, I, I've had, oh dear, I had, I was working with another client actually some time ago, and they, part of the reason that they had me actually coach with them, pardon me, is because they couldn't get sort of the relevance. So, for example, you know, if we're talking about the wine industry, it's not all about selling wine. But what you do want to do is you want to create the love for wine or the relaxation of wine. Or, you know, when you're on vacation, you might enjoy some wine or on the weekend. So it's about that relevancy of your content as well as the imagery. So you might have a lovely glass of red wine in front of a a beautiful fire, and that's your imagery. And, you know, the only thing that the, the, the content can be as simple as saying, you know, relax with a glass of our fabulous red wine in front of the fire this evening. So it's that relevancy, putting in some emotion where you can. Um, again, back to relation building, you know, the... In the winery example, who's their target market? Well, their target market are people that me that um, are perhaps a little bit older. Um, they are obviously wine drinkers. Some could be quite particular about their wine, um, and they're you know oftentimes wine relaxes people. So once you understand who your community is and, and what sort of community you're trying to build you tailor your content and your imagery to speak to them. That makes perfect, perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Andrea, those are wonderful examples today. And, you know, as we're winding down, I would love to hear about the different opportunities that you have for the listeners to uh, work with you. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I'm actually doing a workshop in early April. I have not set the date yet. I am hoping to actually have a guest speaker join me in that particular workshop. So I'm really excited about that. So if anybody wanted to be on my early bird email list, they can actually go to my Facebook page, which is Facebook.com dot com of course forward slash lexaby and they can actually subscribe or sign up there. Um, you know I do coaching and training and I also love to speak, which is why this is so exciting, Akina. Um, and yeah, that's probably the most exciting stuff that I have. Other than that, what we also do here is we manage social media. We also manage email marketing for people, and we do a lot of blogging. So, um, you know, again, when I work with clients, it's it's all about helping them understand 
the holistic marketing approach and who their market is, what their goals are, the message they're trying to get out and creating a plan that's going to allow them to do that uh, in the best way and, of course, trying to fit that almighty budget that we all have to live by. And thank you so much for this, Akina. This has been really fun. Well, it's definitely my pleasure. Now, if someone wanted to reach out to you because they were touched by something that you said tonight, how could they reach out yeah. to you? Oh, sure. They can email me from my website. The website is lexabee.com, and that's L-E-X-A-B as in Bob, I.com. They can email me directly at andrea at lexabee.com. My phone numbers are all there. It's hard to roll off a bunch of stuff when it's just audio here. So probably (laughs) the easiest is either to go to my Facebook page, again, is just forward slash Lexaby, or the website, lexaby.com, and all of my contact info is all in there, and I'd be happy to, um, you know, to answer any questions from tonight. That's not a problem whatsoever. Love to do it. Well, is there any uh, takeaways that you would like to leave the audience with tonight? You know, the biggest takeaway that I really want people to understand is before you jump into doing any type of digital communications or marketing, it's really important to understand your target market, understand your message, understand the platforms and what they're going to do for you, choose the platform that's going to work for you, and don't abandon it. Social media does not bring millions of people to your door overnight. It is something that needs to be built, and like anything, with good, consistent efforts, over time, you will see the rewards. I see it every day, but it didn't happen overnight. But most importantly, yeah, just understand what you're doing and and why. Understand the big why. Why are you wanting to go on Facebook? Why do you want to be on LinkedIn? That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Andrea. And if anyone you're welcome. was touched, you're welcome. If anyone was touched by tonight's show, you can find us on ChangeYourMindsOnline.com. We're also on iTunes, Podomatic, TuneIn, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. It has been an honor to have you on the call today, Andrea. I've learned so much, and I have truly enjoyed our conversation. Me too, Akina. Thank you so much. Let's do it again. We will. We will. And to (laughs) everyone, have a good night, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everyone.